is where the magic happens. Hey guys, how's quarantine going? <laughs> Ryan told um, me I don't have to fake it. <laughs> it started off for half a second. This uh, full moon. Uh, full moon kicked your ass this time. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. It really fucking did. And sometimes full moons are harder than other times. And everything comes to the surface and we kind of like reckon. I'm also just uh, tired of being with family. I don't think it's something we're supposed to do after the age of 18. Um, Real tired of my family. My mom has a fucking narration at all times. Well, I'm just going to finish this one project. Then I'm going to go make breakfast. She's always telling herself what she's going to do. She's always telling herself. And then sometimes the narration will flip over where she's actually saying it to me and she wants a reaction. And then I've already worked so hard to tune her out that she can say my name multiple times. And I have no idea that's what she's asking me to do is to weigh in on whatever fucking narration is now actually conversation. Anyway, I love her. She's a great, wonderful person. I'm just ready to murder at this point. I can't believe... I haven't murdered at this point, in all honesty. Especially because she just switched over her life insurance policy. I should be quiet. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's probably what they call. I've been binging The Wire. I'm on the last season, <gasps> season five. Oh my five. god, is this your first time? Yeah. <gasps> Isn't it amazing? It's it really. I have to take my earring, my shungite earrings out because get the them shungites out. Push them into my head, but um, it's so good and so mm-hmm. sad it's i mean yeah. i'm on the last season now i'm like four episodes or five episodes into season five and i'm just like i'm just so like disapp- yeah. i'm not disappointed in people but no, like the system this yeah so i mean it's it's i can't wait till it's over but also it's amazing yeah. and i i'm also reading this new book i f- finally finished this book i've been reading for since quarantine started, uh, Walden by Henry David Thoreau. And now I'm reading, but what if we're wrong by Chuck Klosterman? And he just, oh, yeah. and so I'm, I, I watch a couple episodes. It's like one 30 in the morning. I'm like, I have to stop. I have to read something to get my head out of this space. And, and so I'm reading this book. It's really, it's pretty good. I've never read Chuck Klosterman before. Uh, but this book is interesting and it just kind of talks about, but like, you know, everybody in the present moment in the present day can't imagine the future in a, in a way that makes us realize that we're very likely wrong about a lot of the things that we believe to be true. Mm-hmm. And since we can't imagine future events that will retroactively change the truth about the past, even though it's currently the present, it's very difficult for people to even imagine being wrong because of that. Wow. Right? Oh, I have so, a big fat yeah. stinky apology I'm working on right now. I love to be wrong. Well, I shouldn't say that. I embrace it when I'm wrong. And then I turn it into a lesson. And then it's a lesson I don't have to fucking deal with again if I do it right. But it takes and a minute to get there, right? It does. It does. And I'm working on it right now. Probably going to do it with her later today. Um, it's good. Not not someone I'm quarantining with. Um, not my mom. Um, but you know, I uh, recently had a big, horrible, pain, horribly painful breakup with one of my best friends and um, talked to Sarah about it. And Sarah, of course, saw a lot of it coming and told me like just really great stuff, just stuff I already knew. But when you hear 
someone who is a spiritual advisor, and I'm a spiritual advisor, you know, a professional spiritual advisor, when you hear them say all the things you already know, and I feel like this is everybody listening, like we already know everything's a lesson, everything's a challenge to build us up, to help us get to a higher number next time. You know, it's all part of the plan. But it, the pain, it's like we like to sit in it, you know, like we like to like, bite our teeth down in it and just be like, oh, I'm so mad. I'm so hurt. I'm so mad. I'm so hurt. And now I'm like, okay, I fucking aced that test. I aced it. So now what? Like, no, what, the, what's the next one? <laughs> like, give me the next one. It's going to suck. I'm just in a, I'm having pain right now. And I know a lot of people are, and that's why I'm going to be totally transparent about it. Cause I even texted you and I was like, I'm in a bad place. And you said, don't fake it. You don't have to fake it. Um, I know a lot of people are in bad places right now. And I think the great thing about all of it, pain, pleasure, all of it is it's all temporary. So we just came off that fucked up, no lube ass fucking moon. That moon was not going in gently. That moon didn't pet our hair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that moon was harsh. And now, you know, we're still kind of like crumpled in a ball, trembling, uh, but it's, pet- <laughs> it's temporary. Temporary, and I hope that I don't know how sober people are doing this right now. I don't know how. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I'm so I'm relatively sober. Um, <laughs> are you? Yeah, I mean, I I've gotten I respect it. I've gotten drunk once during the quarantine. Um, and wow. Uh, and then I was hungover for like two days. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know what happened to me, but I just stopped thinking about using it. I stopped thinking about, I don't know when it happened. It happened after I moved here or maybe even before I moved to Los Angeles, like almost nine years ago. But um, although I did have a period when I first moved here where I was getting pretty fucked up, Um, (laughs) like to the point where one time this is going to (laughs) be, this is fucked up, but I'll tell you. I don't think I've really, I've only told a few people. Um, there was a period after I moved here where I found a Coke connect. I found a connection for cocaine mm-hmm. and I would just sit in my room and do cocaine by myself. Whoa. Holy um, shit. This was, this was, you know, it was within probably the first year I lived here, year and a half. So I was like 35, 36 years old, which is way too old to just be doing coke by yourself. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, always yeah, too bro. old. It's always too old to be doing, for the record, it's always too old to be doing coke by yourself. Cocaine, like allegedly, <laughs> is supposed to be, it's supposed to be a social drug that helps you hang out with people longer, maybe have a few more drinks. It's, um, but it's supposed to keep you awake. Yeah, so you can enjoy other people. And more. alert. You can enjoy yeah. other people listening to you talk complete bullshit um, longer um, without being able <laughs> exactly. to listen properly. So um, one time I bought an eight ball. Uh-huh. I, I know like, somebody who built a whole fence on an eight ball. Oh, my God. Yeah. See, I was here. never able to. I just I walked was, by it. I walked by that fence the other day. I was yeah, never able on. to be that productive. Um, but uh, I always had the dreams of like, I'll get a bunch of Coke and I'll write all night. And that just all the shit that I even was able to write was total garbage. Yep, uh, me whenever too. I was whenever I was jazzed up. But um, so I got this eight ball and I was like, you know what, I'm going to uh, 
you know, I'll get some, some friends together. We'll just have a, we'll have a good time party. But I was like, I better try it to make sure it's good. Right. So I have it. And then cut to like 24 hours later, it's gone. Somebody And actually, I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? Somebody I met knew you and told me this story. What somebody, did I? It's a mutual friend for sure. It's like an actual friend friend. I know exactly who it said, is. Who is, can you give me a hint? I just want to know because now my brain's going to be itching. Think three letters. Three letters. No. Great hair. Great hair. Oh, no, that's not who I thought it was. Wait. Oh, yeah, that is who I thought. Yep, that's who it is. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, because I've, I've shared that story with them. Um, yeah. But uh, I think. Yeah, he t- yeah, anyway. But after like that, that, I think it was like sometime soon after that where I was just like, I mean, because you have to drink at that point to take the edge yeah. off. Yeah. And so now I've you're just done, dumping, in, you're I, dumping a different problem on top of uh, yeah. an existing the last problem. Time I, the last time I did cocaine was with that person who you just talked about. Yeah, yeah. so it's like- Why wouldn't you tell me the story? I think it was, ap- it was sometime after that, uh, soon after that, that I realized like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this is how I'm enjoying myself and cutting loose from working or whatever. I'm like, this yeah. isn't fun and enjoyable. And um, like, I couldn't imagine being that person now. I'd be, I'd be so skeezed out right now if like I was still hopped up on that stuff. And, you know, I, I'm actually, I'm very grateful that I don't do that anymore. But um the uh, the last time I bought cocaine, I threw it away before even doing it. Wow. Um, which was a while ago. But I was just like, what am I? Because I had it in my mind. I'm like, oh, just for old time's sake, a little tiny. And then I had mm-hmm. it and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? You and are so, just, so all or nothing. You're so, so I, all or nothing. That is true. I am very all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but strangely, people, everybody I've been talking to the last few days, like this full moon just kind of really blasted through everybody. And I'm like, I almost didn't even notice it. I just heard a call, a call, call I with I a crow. It. Did you hear it? Yeah. yeah. And I, I, there are not crows around here. So this is a great sign. This is, yeah, go on. You're, like, we're, I almost, we're nailing it. I almost didn't even remember that it was a full moon. <sighs> I like, was in I've been, a I'm not trying place. to be a bastard, but I'm just, I've no, just no, been no. straight chilling. Cancer, you're ruled by the moon. I'm not. And also- it was a uh, moon in Scorpio, which will really tear you up. Cause um, I don't know if people realize this. The moon is always, the full moon will always be the opposite of the sun sign. Cause they're on opposite courses. So like you're, you know, whatever the sun's in, that's how you know what the moon will be in is it's opposite. Super great, easy skill set for witchcraft. Um, I, uh, what did, what was, oh, you know, okay. So a couple of things have happened. I just saw the trailer for the film about my last life, which if anybody doesn't know about this, go listen to our episode, Witch and Famous, and I tell you all about my last lifetime. Um, Super not at all fun lifetime, and yet I was famous and it fucking sucked. Life basically sucked. And I was lucky because I was connected to that lifetime very quickly in this one. Um, it reconnected with my partner in this lifetime. And here's the thing about numerology and astrology. We had basically the same birth charts and we were just a few numbers up from the numbers we were in that life, that lifetime. Um, 
and in that lifetime, my, my number was a seven, which was like getting spiritual. I read every fucking occult book. I was mega witch, famous for witchcraft, which is pretty fucking cool. Maybe one of the best things about life was like that I was so openly witchy. Um, I also just recently read that a widow's peak was used to identify witches back in the day, which I have in this life and I had in that life. And now I'm like, oh, it's real. Widow's peak means witch automatically. Um, but so I just watched the preview just today watch the preview for my past life film and I'm giving it a big stamp of approval. And you know, I do not like that fucking show that was made based on my book, which is amazing uh, to me. Yeah. Uh, Don't like it. I loved it so much because of the way it visually and the way it, Mm -mm. the way it looked. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I felt like it was like, like early coked out Stephen King is how I felt about the series that they did hmm. of my, my book. My book. I can't say my book. It was her book. That lifetime, I was so much. Well, smarter. to me, it's like an unauthorized biography. So, of course, you didn't. Like it. <gasps> I shouldn't say. I was. I was more book learned, as was my husband. And in this lifetime, we were more attractive physically, and not as our our. I would say our IQs were not as high. His definitely wasn't because he had a perfect IQ in that last lifetime. And then wow. in this lifetime, we got to be way more fuckable. So. Maybe you don't get to be both. Maybe there's I'm, a scale. I'm, I'm always curious too. It's like, I've always thought the IQ test is, it's just a rigged game. I mean, probably not to say that there's not some validity to it probably, but it's, you know, you definitely, I mean, as someone who spent very little time teaching in the public school system, I understand that standardized <laughs> testing, very little time, <laughs> standardized testing is biased and it's flawed and it's um you know it's a very specific point of view right that frames Mm -hmm. these tests and it's not inclusive so the iq test there's no way that's any different so like to be considered a genius and have a high iq i feel like it's a flawed probably i feel like it's Probably. probably flawed and a biased it's a biased test in some way. I, like, I'm not smart enough to know how like academic bias, like very specifically plays out in written form in that kind of my, way. But yeah. Yeah. My mom just said this really great thing. She teaches, she still teaches. And, um, you know, she's often ranting about how fucking obnoxious and stupid kids are today. And, um, you know, I'm sure it could have always been said, but now they have much more distraction. There are many more distractions. And, um, she said her brother once said a college degree only proves that you were able to show up 75% of the time. Like you could be present 75% of the time. Like anybody can get, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing poorly, but it's basically, and same with PhD. My mom has a PhD and she says, all you have to do is show up and do the assignments and anybody can get a PhD. It's not really a, a special thing. And she does have a, a great attitude towards academia. So does my friend, one of my best friends, Amanda, the only I don't know. I know a lot of 11s and I think Amanda, I recently did a reading for someone. I was like, oh, you're a real 11 because most of the 11s I read are actually a two. People don't, 11 is a hard fucking number. Um, You got to feel pain. You got to have lessons, meow, meow, meow. Um, But Amanda's a for sure 11. And 
she's in academia and the stuff she sees and you know she's the one who went to fiji to try to fix their water system on a nine-month grant and would call me we'd video and she'd show me the bucket she had to pee in and the village she was in it was crying like she was she took on so much but academia for the most part is like a constant circle jerk in my opinion based on and i'm not in academia although in my last lifetime my husband was very much so and it fucked up a lot of my happiness but i do see based on what my mom goes through, based on what Amanda goes through, I do not envy it. But I do know a lot of people who want to stay in grad school because then you don't got to go to work. And not saying that's everybody who goes to grad school, but maybe check in on yourself, especially if you want to go to grad school to be a writer. Hey, here's a hot tip. Sit your ass down, write. I'm going to be real mean today. I can already feel it. I got this rose quartz. Look, I brought it in because I don't want to be a fucking monster. <laughs> I brought in some reinforcements. <laughs> uh, the Fae took my badge crystal again. I just ordered some before this because I was like, man, I, where's my badge crystal? And then I remembered that the Fae took it. And this I'm not putting in my pussy, Ryan. This is not for that. <laughs> it is. I do wonder, like I've, I just ordered a book by an author that I, I didn't know who they were. Mm-hmm. And the way they were referenced was as one of like the best American writers right now. So I was like, who is it? How have I not heard of this person? They're George, still alive. George Saunders. Oh my God. I love George Saunders. Which and book I was did like, you get? I got his first one, like What's the civil called? war What's one or whatever. Oh, and on the thing of that. civil war, or it's like a collection of essays and yeah. things like that. Um, so I was like, he oh, is. I, I was like, how do I not know this person? So I ordered a book and um, that's when I know I'm reading a good book when in that book it makes me order another book before I'm even done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though I need to stop, although I buy used books from like a yeah. thrift books thing. Yep. But um, like I, I need to stop collecting fucking books until I have like a I don't know. Order. Do you? Because I think I don't have room such- for them. Here's what I'll say about books. Stack them up because books give off, they radiate, the good books radiate such great energy. I I slept with all my books on the back of my, well, all my books. I had had all the books I was always reading or needed to read or reread, everything that was like queued up on the back of my headboard. I love the energy from good books. Um, I actually just ordered, I had no idea, Zora Neale, Zora Neale Hurston. She wrote Their Eyes Were Watching God. She wrote a whole book on fucking voodoo, some firsthand shit. If anyone... Wants to read it with me, get on Patreon. We'll do it in there. Cause I, I, plus the New Orleans retreat we're doing is like very voodoo centric. Um, but I love her and their eyes were watching God is extraordinary. She actually is from near where I am in Florida right now, uh, which I don't know if there's any kind of like a little like pilgrimage I could go on to check out her stuff, but I've loved her since I was a teenager. She's phenomenal. Um, I also just started reading the new Stephen King cause that's just super fun. And as you know, Stephen King and I are, have a huge connection. <clears throat> What's where, his newest book? Um, it's got a cat with kind of a rat's face morphed into the cat. And I can't remember the name of it, but it just came out. Oh, okay. It Bleeds. It Bleeds is what it's called. Oh, It Bleeds. That's mm-hmm. a good title. He's so fun. Yeah, I love Stephen King. Um, I also wanted to tell you, I texted this to you, that crazy shit I saw with my mom the other night. And then I saw other the, the crazy silver orb that keeps popping up. Oh, and I yeah. know I know for sure it's one of two people. And it's a power. I this is why I think it's the better one, because it's so powerful. Um, but the one that we're sitting here, and you know, we've been we were we were messing with a project about my uncle's murder and all the 
crazy paranormal shit surrounding it. It's an unsolved crime. And um, my mom was talking about it because she just wants sometimes the things to just not to just have things be done, painful things. Like she wants a wound to close. And I could feel she was leaning into that. She's sitting in front of me and she's saying, you know, and I talked to my brother and he said, oh, it was just a regular murder. Like for fuck's sake, like no such thing. Already that's my classic family, uh, just normalizing the most horrific events. And um, she said, you know, it was just, uh, just, just over a woman. And I said, I went to that house and any of you guys like Ryan and I are working on this big, I don't know, or who knows where, who knows today? We don't have to decide. Who knows? It's a big docu-series or pod series. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, there's a lot of details to it. But I went to this house where this murder occurred and it's a brutal murder. And I went there when I was like 22 or something for the first time. And I'd only ever seen the hill. I'd only ever heard about the murder. And it happened happened exactly one month before I was born. So a lot of my visions and memories from infancy are of, I think it's like some kind of demon angel. I think it's some kind of middle ground thing that we're not familiar with totally. Maybe somebody is, I don't know. But this thing came in with me. And uh, I always felt very protected. I had like instant lines to lots of deities, like really great stuff. You come in on the heels of trauma and a demon trying to rob you from your mom's body and you get like lots of like bonus up with protection. But she's sitting there and I told her, I absolutely know because I went to that house only once in my life as an adult, just to, just to feel it. And it was very unpleasant. The person who lived there is a fucking sinister weirdo. Maybe they're gone now, but there's something, I don't know if they were when they went in that house or what, but they, they confronted me. It was awkward. They let me walk around the house. And as soon as I started to walk around behind the house, I had a terrible feeling and pretty much a premonition. And I backed up and I got back in the car. And my childhood best friend, who is um, one of the first witches I ever knew, she she's also very intuitive. And she drove me up there. Or she had a convertible at the time. And we're driving away. And we're just quiet. And she could tell I was really disturbed. And I'm thinking this thing. And I'm like, well, now I know. Now I know. And I couldn't even say it. And she said it. She said to me, do you think those guys just went up there to rough him up and the house made them kill him? And I said, yeah, that's exactly what happened. There's a, a fucking demon or some portal or something in that house. And you know, that evil woman lived in there and cursed my whole family and opened a portal to some, what, who knows? But anyway, I'm sitting there telling my mom, no, it wasn't a woman. Nobody cared about that woman. Everybody was fucking each other. Everybody was on drugs. Nobody cared about this woman. They went in there to rough him up because of these other things and the house made them kill him. And as I said, it, it was the most brilliant, obvious thing I've ever seen in my life. And it looked like silver, like a big silver orb, like this big. And it just started spinning right next to my mom. I could have taken a picture of it. Like it was so bright. I freaked out and I started shouting and she started to turn around, try to look and it, it was gone. But I told her, she, she of course wanted it to be her brother. And I was like, now nah, I know who it is. It's your brother from your past life. Like, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, not to name drop, but again, another famous writer. But um, then two nights later, I was so blown away. And I was like, damn, I'm going to conjure that motherfucker. Because being with her, he's usually with her. So I need to get like, oh my God, there's a slave cemetery down the road. And I'm going to get some of that graveyard dirt and go do some kind of special ritual in there. It's fuck, I had no idea. It's fucking crazy. Um, but what was I saying? Okay, so then two nights later, 
she loses her glasses. We go on a walk with my brother. She loses her glasses and she's so, there's no little problem. There's only hysteria. And that's also because she had a very traumatic life. And there is one setting for a person who has not processed trauma. And that is just always like a very high cranked up trauma reaction, everything. So she's freaking out about her glasses and, and my brother leaves and um, he starts to go drive around the route that we just walked to look for her glasses. And I knew they were here. Immediately, somebody was like, they're right here. So I look around the house and I've just, I was tired. So whenever I'm tired, I can usually hear them more easily. And they started to call me out into the yard. And there, I didn't take my phone or anything. It was pitch black, dark under this tree. Couldn't see anything. And I thought I should go back and get my phone. And they were like, no, no, no. And I just walked because uh, also I knew my brother was going to get annoyed. It had just happened. And they had me walk to the end of the driveway. I walk all the way to the end. And I don't see them because it's pitch black dark under this tree. And there's a huge tree in our front yard. And I, and I think I got to go get my phone. And I see that silver orb right over the grass. And it was so dark. I couldn't even see what was in the grass. I just reached into this like lush green wet grass and bam, grabbed glasses. Couldn't even see them. Just saw the orb. So I'm going to conjure that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, who knows? Who knows? I do know. I know what it is. I know who it is. Um, so at least I got a real good guide out of being home I don't want to call it home. I'm not going to call it home. I went for a walk along the river. Good job. Good job. Ryan just performed a switch. We're back. We're back. <laughs> or I'm back. I, I was like, <laughs> why is the internet being all weird? Um, and I was like, oh shit, I didn't, I was going on Wi-Fi. But anyway, maybe this is like, uh, we're back from the break now. Um, yeah. After that, after, after that story. I mean, it is mm-hmm. like understanding that you know, I mean, who hangs around is, I mean, it's a, I think it's like a real advantage when it comes to being able to explain. I was talking with a friend of mine last night who's staying somewhere with family and she was telling me about like multiple paranormal things that have been happening in this house where she's staying that are, you know, they're beyond I mean, I don't want to say beyond refutable, but, um, and especially because there was history in this house before she even got there, but people and those, those people previously identified who they thought the energy or the entity was. And it made me like realize, like, depending on what you believe, like whether you're Catholic and you believe in exorcisms or if you're spiritual and you believe in mediumship, it's like, there's, there's two fundamental ways to try to identify like it's like you either want a paper trail right like oh who lived in this house who was killed here in this house we can find this shit on like records and city records and things like that so like that's the paper trail way and then the other way is like the energetic way of trying to figure like oh i'm gonna go in there and i'm going to contact this spirit right yeah so but when you have both of them it makes it even i guess bigger or easier to understand yeah yeah if anybody's looking for a fun dumb you leave your brain in the next room show about ghosts celebrity ghost stories is so fucking fun ace the episode with ice tea made my night i i was laughing my ass off 
his reaction is the reaction you want. Like he could have a ghost hunting show. The man's reaction is so fun. There's a moment where the psychic is like, yeah, your dog's eye. And Ice-T is just standing there and he's like, he looks like he's totally bored out of it. And she mentions his dog's eye and his eyes go super wide. And then he's in an interview and he's like, no one could know about that eye. <laughs> it was so good. But his reaction was so big and almost like cartoonish to everything. It was so fun. Um, really cheered me up. It was just before the moon. Oh my God. You know what I wanted to tell you? So last night we watched, um, what is, it's probably just called J. Edgar Hoover or something. The Leonardo DiCaprio biopic about J. Edgar Hoover. So what? my when mom- did that come out? A while ago. And it's a Clint Eastwood movie, which you would not know with all the the kind, compassionate, gay undertones going on. Kind of blew my mind. Um, but my mom built a drive-in movie theater. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen me post stories now where we watch movies at the drive-in in her back backyard. It's really cute. And uh, we were watching that back there. And uh, I, for starters, never imagined having sympathy for J. Edgar Hoover because of all his shady, shady shit. And then watching it, I was like, wow, well, this meticulous, detailed uh, investigation, great idea, good stuff. Yeah, too bad he was a racist and a homophobe and all, all these, I mean, but also homophobia is usually an indicator of like self-loathing because you have homosexual tendencies or by, by curiosity, whatever. Um, I don't even know if you should call it by curious because I just feel like fucking bisexual. You know what I mean? Whatever. Um, but I started, as I always do when I'm watching something about real people, I start doing their charts because I'm like, I want to know you. Whenever it's interesting, I start doing the chart. So that guy, Leonardo DiCaprio, oh my God, and Judy Dench plays his mother. And it's like, when you start watching it, you're like, oh, so he could have ended up the director of the FBI or a serial killer. Like those were kind of the only two directions for this guy. But it's sort of like, she's a bit of a villain because- she pushes him to be this straight honorable man when he probably was a closeted homosexual. Um, and I was reading about some of the stuff and I'm like, Oh yeah, he probably was, you know, cause it makes sense and you have to control something. So he controlled everything, but Capricorn, which I would have guessed, I would have absolutely guessed Capricorn Pisces moon. My brother has a Pisces moon and he is so morbid and meticulous I don't know what it is about a Pisces moon, but they, well, I do too. They assume the worst about everything. It's just preparing for the worst and um, very sentimental, but also like very guarded. And uh, I see this and I'm just like, holy shit, of course. And my brother is a self-made man. And I, I don't, I, you know, I'm not totally sure what, there's such a big difference between suns and moons, like Aries moon people I've noticed. They're not really that great at sticking up for themselves. And meanwhile, an Aries sun will fight you in within seconds of being insulted, you know? Um, but then, so Jade Gerhoover had a real hard on for Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, I know all about that. Yeah. So check this out. MLK Jr. Guess what his sun and moon are? Capricorn Sun, Pisces Moon, just like Jade Edgar Hoover. And oh, it's wow. almost like, it was almost like, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. was living a real big truth. He was, um, he was, he was a rebel. And Jade Edgar Hoover was a con like totally conformed and, and was taught to be on the other side of this, that there was power in controlling everybody. And MLK's power was more like in inspiring everybody. But I feel like he triggered 
J. Edgar Hoover in this really bizarre way because he they had such similarities. You know, it's sort of like the people we hate when we meet somebody and they annoy us. It's usually because there's something about them that reminds us about ourselves, and it's usually something that we've done. It's like shadow work. It's told he was MLK Jr. was his shadow work. Wow, that's really fascinating. Yeah, I've gotten uh, I've got zero love for J. Edgar Hoover uh, yeah. when it comes to anything. Um, you know, especially I, you know once you find out about like the the letters that they were sending. To, you know, oh my God. Yeah. And that's in there. Like, but my, my thing is any, anybody, especially homosexuals, God, like, it's just so fucked up and so ridiculous. And if he was a monster made by his mother, it's, you know, how I get with the serial killers. Like he's basically in that bunch for me where I have such compassion for him because he was never free. He was always tethered to his mother, tethered to an image, tethered to a desk. And he was an egomaniac, which believe me, like compassion for a Capricorn is not, it, it often feels wasted, but because of this like sad secret homosexuality, that's when it got me. And I, I, I think it was his, a good movie. Yeah. I can't believe his name is still on government buildings. Like, yeah. Um, like to me, that's like, they might as well just be raising a Confederate flag at the, Agreed. Uh, at the CIA building. Um, you know, fuck that guy. Um, you know, yeah. although we should have compassion, you know, for the ones we hate. Eh. You know, um, I'm hexing that. I'm hexing that person who took my mattress. I subletted my apartment. She stole my bed. <laughs> so she's getting it, man. She's that fucking dumbass. Your hair is in my home. I'm gonna fuck you up, lady. I got to get back to LA. I got people to destroy. <laughs> <laughs> there's some. There's some. This podcast is for, uh, for entertainment purposes only. Uh, yes. We should remind especially people. the part about killing my mother. Yeah. Well, oh, I forgot I, about that part. Yeah. I can't go around anybody because I'm so scared of bringing her um, back. You know, COVID, especially because she starts her radiation soon. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the hiking trails in Los Angeles opened up yesterday. Oh. And. I'm going uh, I went for like a walk and then went up to the park to see what was going on. I was the only person on the trails, mm -hmm. which I'm sure, well, today is Saturday while we're recording this. So I'm sure that's different right now. Yeah. But, um, I like, I got the mountain to myself yesterday. It was fucking amazing. Whoa. Um, wow. Yeah. So it was, it was really good. Cause I've, you know, that's the first hike I've had in months, but, um, I went, I went and maybe that's why I'm like in a good place because the last yeah. couple of days oh, I yeah. actually went outside and got some exercise. I gave, I gave a reading and she said, uh, I, I can't, sorry, you guys, I usually cannot remember who's who, because when you're channeling, you're not connecting your proper brain, you're connecting a different, you're not even, there's no brain, sorry. Um, but I gave a reading to someone. Also, I have to say, like, thanks for everybody getting readings right now. I've just had the most beautiful energy coming through. And I keep getting messages from the, I only call in people I can help. I, I only, I don't want to read people who don't believe or who don't want to change things. I only call in the people I can actually help. And man, am I grateful for the people I've been reading lately. But this person said, I'm loving quarantine. I go on nature hikes every day, blah, blah. And I was like, nature walks like, God damn it, I'm fucking this up. Like, I've got to go to nature. So yesterday I went and I walked the whole river over here in New Smyrna Beach. And um, it's really great. One of my best friends who passed away a couple years ago used to live over there. And I always feel him a lot when I'm in that area. And it was like, he was with me. 
and there's we have the old Al Capone house in New Smyrna, which I, if anybody is on Instagram, just go look at this post. You can see pictures of the house. And my friend Josh, who, who passed away, when he was a kid, he lived a few blocks away and he and his cousins would go sneak into this crazy secret basement. Capone had an, a secret entryway that connected to the canal. Like the house is built right on the canal. And in there, there was a projector, an ancient movie projector, and these like metal bunk beds, these military grade bunk beds, and they would hide criminals in there. And then there was a boat in the canal and they would sneak out in night. Like, I guess they were smuggling hooch. I don't know. What, guns, All drugs. Kinds of I don't stuff. know what like, they were doing. Capone is notorious for the underground tunnel escape. Oh, yeah. Well, his house has it. It's really quite cool. I stayed in a hotel in Louisville, Kentucky, that it's like a very historic old hotel. I was down there working the improv comedy club for a weekend and they put you up in this hotel and I'm in there for like, not even the full night, the first night yet. And I keep hearing this fucking weird shit. Um, like at my door. So after a while, I'm like, I gotta go. I don't know when this was maybe seven years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I gotta go talk to somebody about this. So I, I don't know. What, what did it sound like? What was it? It was, it sounded like somebody was trying to open the door, Whoa! but it wasn't like a doorknob rattle. It was like a, or I don't, it's hard to explain. And, um, so I go down to the front desk and I go, hi, um, I'm in room, whatever it was. This is going to sound like a weird question. And then the front desk person goes, yes, many people claim to have strange things happening in their rooms and wondering if it's haunted Oh yeah. before I could even ask. Right. And I go, Oh, so this isn't as weird of a question as I thought it was. And they're like, no, this is a very old hotel. Al Capone used this hotel. He would stay in this hotel. There's an underground tunnel built into this hotel um, that he would use to uh, escape if the feds were trying to catch him. Um, because he would, um, it had a tunnel that went from the basement of this hotel and then led all the way to the outside of the city of Louisville, yep. like the downtown yep. area. And if anybody knows Louisville, Kentucky, they know there's a big river there. So it's like, well, obviously, yeah. one of these this spots. canal was right on the river. Like you just had to go boop, 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 right into the river. And then the river led to the ocean. So he always had an escape. Yeah. And I think it was Al Capone also who, is it Al Capone? I think so. There's uh, Lake Arrowhead, California. There's a place called the Brackenfern Manor, which is very haunted. And across the street, there's a venue, uh, performance venue um, that I've done. I did a, a radio show there once, like a live radio show. And this was, I don't know, maybe five, six, six years, five years ago. And there's an underground tunnel connecting the two because apparently there used to be underground poker like an illegal poker game and then also bootlegging and which has nothing to do with the ghosts that are in the Brackenfern Manor. There's three Mm -hmm. different ghosts there, but, um, allegedly, but I mean, it's, uh, it's a pretty well-known thing. I mean, ghost hunters even did a, an episode there, it turns out, um, about the, uh, about the, the location, but Capone is like interestingingly tied to, a lot of creepy shit as far as like, or, par- you know, or paranormal stuff, I guess. 
Yeah. He put this house in his housekeeper's name so that they couldn't take it from him, which was really smart. Um, I Did I ever tell you my ghost story? Child, which one? Childhood, Squire Black. Did I ever tell you about Squire Black? I'm not sure. So my aunt in Pennsylvania owned an old inn that was her house. And it, it felt like a mansion when you were a kid. It was huge. The ceilings were so high. She decorated it all very like lavish. There was the ghost of a hump, hunchback who uh, had been their neighbor and died, but he was like Okay, a, this is good already. Tom. Yep. So sometimes when we saw, he died and he was always like creeping around anyway. He was kind of like a little pervert. Had a, My aunt was very attractive. And um, we'd be sleeping in the living room. We'd wake up and his shadow would be cast on the wall and he'd be in the window. It was so fucking scary. And it's like- In real life? You know, or his- Yeah. Oh, no, no. His ghost. His ghost would come back oh. all the time. But- her house had um, twins. I heard them so many times. They would play in the stairwell, and you'd hear their ball bouncing, and then you'd hear them giggling. It had a ghost dog, this giant St. Bernard that would come in your room at night. And I've been, I've experienced a lot of ghost dogs, which are really, they're, I mean, they have the best freaking energy. I don't understand. I don't think they're actually like ghosts like trapped here. I think they're something else, like maybe somebody's power animal. I don't know. But uh, like what's a dog's unfinished business? Like, yeah, uh, I never got to piss on that one fire hydrant down the road. (laughs) I mean, what a great simple life. Never stressed because they're in quarantine. <laughs> great, yeah. great dog brain. Well, Squire Black had been passing through and he had a daughter, uh, like a, a young daughter with him. And he came to the inn and, uh, you know, he had money. He was Squire. And he fell in with these card sharks who I think were locals, but he won all their money. And they went to his room, which was my second cousin's room. Wendy lived in this room and they went to the room and they murdered him, stabbed him and they stabbed his daughter. So they killed them in this room and they were never able to cover the blood on the walls. It would always come through. It would seep through wallpaper. It would seep through everything. So very supernatural already. Um, in this house in general, if you, I still can't sleep with my feet outside of my blankets. If I wake up and my feet are sticking out, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I could have been tickled by a ghost because the ghosts in the house live Which is to like when you, feet. Like when you think of like list of like horrific things that like, yeah. make sure you don't have your feet outside your covers because yeah. the ghosts will tickle you. They oh. were so, t- they loved to tickle all the ghosts in this house. But uh, Wendy said the anniversary of his death every year. They could have, they, I wish we'd been, I mean, I don't know. I don't really talk to this family anymore, but if they still have the house, I kind of want to go do it now. But every anniversary, a knock would come that night at the door. And it was the men, it was the ghosts of the men and the scene would repeat and you'd hear the screams. And um, she said a crack would run through the wall and then vanish. But the whole thing was like super fucking weird vortex haunting. Um, I never, I never experienced Squire Black, but I did experience the children and the, the dog and the the neighbor, the little creepy neighbor. It was ghost such dogs a are so fun cool. property. Yeah, I had a ghost dog in my Utah house, and it was a sweet. It was a big ghost dog. The woman who passed away in there was an animal hoarder, which hmm. she loved me. Yeah, she. My mom. My mom had a ghost sighting over overseas of a ghost dog in a <gasps> in an inn. Really? Yeah, like a big ghost dog. And, Did it uh, interact with her or was it just maybe an impression? I always wonder if it's just an impression when it's a, a no, dog. I mean, I think she saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she said something about it. They're like, oh yeah, there's, there's, and then, you know, the people who own the place, like 
they like, okay, yeah, well, many people see this ghost dog. It, this is where it's from and who yeah. it was with back then and when it died here or whatever happened. But I, I do, it does like make you wonder because human beings, we have this, a lot of us anyway, have this idea that we're superior in our consciousness over other animals, uh-huh. which yep. I'm not, I'm not on board with that, but. But got um, us in this pandemic problem in the first place. But then place. it's like, but where do you stop? Where do you draw the line? Like, it's like, oh, I believe the dogs and animals like, you know, aren't like inferior when it comes to like their consciousness. But then it's like, well, where do you, but it stops at rats or stops at locusts (laughs) you know it's like Uh everything from locusts up you know it's like so a mosquito is a living thing a gnat Mm -hmm. is a living thing i mean they're annoying yep as hell just today my mom said do i get a bug light or do i get tiki torches and i was like do you know who you're talking to get motherfucking tiki torches why we have to kill things when we could just repel them you fucking know how we got in this mess not respecting nature yeah i mean it is I'm also, I, w- I, I will wish slap they were a mosquito. I wish they were 100% effective, the tiki yeah. torch thing. I wish they were. Ryan, but, as a human with high potassium, I am extra delicious to the insects. Is that, is that what it is? Hear. That's what it is. Oh, That's yeah. My is. brother is too. Yeah. He and I get bit like nobody's business and people it's the will potassium. sit near us. It's, it's the potassium. potassium. Yeah. Look it up. Look it up. Oh okay. my God. Speaking of looking things up, how about that pandemic video that nobody researched before they reposted? Did you um, see the pandemic? I didn't watch it. I haven't watched it yet, but it was sent to me. I'm going to watch well, it. You, I would be interested in you watching it and then reading about it. And here's the thing, you guys. Yes, Ryan and I love conspiracy theories. We are. We have so many that we absolutely 1,000% believe in. Any conspiracy theory before you share it, because this is a video that's saying don't wear masks. So right there, you're fucking your people over. Read some science. And find out who you're reading. If this is a credible source, why is yeah, it saying don't wear masks? I mean, that's I'll have to watch this. It thing says today, that it, it will out. it'll compound the illness, and you are more likely to get sick if you're breathing it. And it doesn't make any sense. But most of it, you'll see when you do watch it. Um, there's a whole Reddit thread debunking it line by line that goes uh, there. You don't have to look hard to find the truth in things, but please look, please, before you share with, has, have people learned nothing from this past election? I just, I don't think if we keep having to be retaught the lesson without absorbing it, we're going to fucking die. The earth will kill us. So please just learn your lessons and apply them. Please read things. Please read, period. Uh, And I said this on my Facebook wall and man, some people got pissed. If it had been an article, it never would have been shared on the scale it was shared because people don't fucking read. They like to watch videos. Read. Then watch your video. Sure. Open up your mind. Then go find real facts from from actual sources. This woman has been debunked on a thousand things. She's also an anti-vaxxer. Which I've heard is, I've heard both sides. Now, I, I have to research this before I say anything about it. Yeah. Really about stating my opinion and stuff, but- I have I have heard that she has that the anti-vaxxer thing has also been debunked. That she's she not says, an anti-vaxxer. I'm not an anti-vaxxer in the video, but then historically she is an anti-vaxxer. She says it in the video, I'm not. But then and, and if you the look anti-vax at her movement is very it's very volatile. Here's, I the, agree. here's the problem. Oh, what was that? Um, oh. My um, computer just jumped out at me. Anyway, oh, fine. I think <laughs> And I'm that asshole who reads a book. Now everything's about the book he's reading. Um, but 
<laughs> the, the premise of this book is that, you know, it's called, but what if we're wrong? Right. Mm -hmm. And it's about how, you know, we're wrong about so much stuff and we won't, and we don't realize it, but people 500 years from now are like, wow, they were so wrong about that. And it's talking about pop culture, like which writer, which musician, who's going to define who's, who will actually even be remembered. And mm -hmm. the harsh truth is that nearly 100% of all artists who think they're leaving a legacy will not be remembered. Um, and it's usually like one or maybe two people who ever get remembered 500 years after, like an art form has kind of gone by the wayside. Like rock and roll mm -hmm. won't be a thing 500 years from now. There'll be no such thing what? as rock music. Bullshit. See? And that's why you're wrong. Uh, because you can't <laughs> believe it, right? And I also can't believe it, right? But uh -huh. um, it's because we can't think of a future where it doesn't exist, right? Because, no, because here's my thing. Like, because rock and roll is a stimulant that doesn't hurt anybody, that makes us happy. And if anything, it's just going to keep changing. But that's almost like saying music won't exist. No, it's not saying rock music won't exist. exist. It's no, saying, I know, but but rock and roll is such a core Do you think sound. the people who lived in Mesopotamia ever thought their music, <laughs> their form of music would have ever gone extinct? But we built upon their form of music. We built upon but it, their, rock and roll. But, their music, but no one remembers or even knows who made their music or what it sounds like, unless you're like a, one of the handful are of they historians. Saying, are they saying- He's not saying that music isn't going to be around anymore. What he's saying is rock and roll music won't be around and the people who made rock and roll music won't be remembered. That's insane to me. Except for maybe one or two names. And he's also saying that we might not even know who those- who that person is because they could be completely undiscovered at this point, even though they will retroactively define a generation of music. Or it could be Dylan, or it could be Presley, or it could be the Beatles, but it's not going to be all of them. We're That's talking like, 500 what about years from now. What about classical music, though? We still enjoy that. Yeah, but how many? How many? I guess it's not uh, 500 years old, but still, yeah, exactly. It's so different. There's almost nothing like that now. But, but we there still... will be, you know, and people will have. People will know maybe one or two names from that era as well. They'll know Mozart, maybe, or they'll know Beethoven. But, you know, there were other, there were contemporaries of all of these people that are very highly respected. Um, there's others who weren't necessarily respected by their peers, but sold the most albums, right? Mm -hmm. Like commercial success or critical success. It's a very fascinating book. And the premise of the book is that he's probably wrong about everything anyway, because we're always wrong about everything eventually anyway right so yeah i like that it's a fun thought I'm, experiment i'm open to it but, oh I'm so what i was it. saying was what i was saying was we we cannot envision a world and i'm not trying to stir the pot here on the anti-vax stuff or the pandemic video or i any of don't this know stuff. i didn't have babies i don't know about but let me say this what i'm saying is 500 years i mean the truth sadly the truth of this pandemic that we're all in the midst of right now is mm -hmm. none of us have any way of completely knowing the complete truth about what is happening to us right now yeah. and what's going on right now. And we won't for probably another 20 to 50 years. We are powerless we, and have no control. <laughs> well, no, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. Just for now, just for now. I'm just saying we don't know the full, we don't know the full story and we won't for mm -hmm. another 20 years or another 50 did years. You, Ryan, did you see, they have already um, started to say the army now, the military will not accept people who have had COVID, which, what does that say about COVID? 
That's great. Like the, the, the long term. We don't. Oh, we need yeah. smaller. We need smaller armies. Agreed. But whatever they're basing this on is knowledge that we probably don't have yet. Here's a good conspiracy theory that we don't really have any information on yet. But it's almost like the government knows something about long-term effects of this disease or is already imagining long-term effects of this disease based on something. So my conspiratorial uh, instincts would, would say that um, that's- Weakens the that's, lungs. That's bullshit. That that's not going to happen, by the way. Like this whole, like you can't get that they're gonna if let you've them had in? COVID. That's my instinct tells me that that's not true at all. We'll see. We'll see because they don't like to support people. Like they don't like to support people who go in and they're already kind of not great health wise. And then they get an honorable discharge because they physically couldn't. My cousin is one of his people, a cousin, I fucking Capricorn who I do not speak to. That's his, that he's a little nightmare, but he was honorably discharged because of physical ailments, but he lives off a nice tidy check now from the government. They don't want a bunch of people who come in with ailments and then they have to support them in the long run. So I'm wondering is this just like right now they just put it on just in case because they don't know what's going to happen to us after we heal from COVID or because some of the science they're already saying like these people who recovered from it, they're having a hard time walking without their lungs becoming exacerbated. Like they're just freaking wearing themselves out trying to take air in at a, at a normal pace that a normal person could walk at. So who knows until we see it. We don't know. Knows, we haven't knows, gotten there but, yet. I mean, Sadly, we always, you know, freak out and, you know, there's the conspiratorial mind tells us there's always somebody who knows more than us. Yeah. Right. And sadly, that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just have to kind of figure it out as we go. And I, I'm trying to withhold any of my like severe judgment, uh, about things and i mean i had a falling out with a friend which i don't i never have falling outs um i recently had a falling out uh due to this but it was a falling out that i wasn't even aware happened whoa and, um because that's how that's how dug in people are uh about picking sides nowadays mm -hmm. and um i mean it's like someone who has like my phone number uh, that's how close there. I don't even have your number. Well, guys. no, no. I mean, like they didn't. <laughs> no, no, what I mean is, it's like it's a friend of mine, and instead of yeah. and, and they didn't contact me about a problem, right? Because how did you find so, out about it? It's it's not really important, but what is important is people aren't even communicating with people who are supposedly friends when yeah. they disagree about this particular pandemic, pandemic argument, right? Mm -hmm. And because people get so they get so dug in, they dig in their heels. And it's the same thing that happens Republican versus Democrat. Right. Yep. And, um, you know, or abortion or pro-life. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, so it's it's tough. And then but this, and if this book it has any merit to it whatsoever, and I'm not saying Chuck Klosterman is, you know, this is the first thing I've ever read of Chuck Klosterman. So um, but this book is pretty enjoyable so far. It's an interesting thought exercise. But if there's any merit to this book, um, 100 years from now, all these, all these falling outs or all these great arguments over blah, 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 which side is right? All, it's all, everybody's wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Potentially, because um, we don't know the full story until we're past it.
and can yeah. look back on it. And then who's writing the story? Yeah. After we're past it too. So it's like that whole thought experiment of like, can you ever really know what the truth is about anything outside of your direct experience with something? And even yeah. then, and even then are your thoughts and feelings about your experience, they are subjected to a lifetime of very specific inputs and experiences that have happened to you, which make your truth different than somebody else's. It's fucking, you know, you can lose your goddamn mind if you think about it too much. Hell but, uh, yeah. And also this is the thing. My brother and I are at each other's throats a little bit right now. And uh, <laughs> of course, like everybody quarantining together, quarantining. Um, he is sitting here lecturing me, very Pisces moon. Oh, fucked up. He goes, everybody unfollowed you on Facebook because of the shit you posted years ago. And I'm like, okay, he didn't say it like that, but that was the sentiment. And he's like, nobody takes you seriously because of the stuff you used to post. And I was like, okay, fair enough. He said, but then he kept saying it. He kept saying it. And now I'm open to that being, I used to post like hardcore slaughterhouse animal shit. And then you just get people who unfollow you because that's not really how you convince people they have to find their way to that stuff or not well it's like emotional graffiti being spray painted on a wall yes and i don't follow vegan pages on there and, that but but shit. even if someone likes you and someone's friends with you even if they mm -hmm. would agree with you they're not looking to just randomly it's like when friends of mine back in the day would show me that death by horsecock video i don't know if you've ever <gasps> mr hands or would I don't know if that's the name. Yeah. But like, oh yeah, I, Ryan. I'm a familiar with it. That was well, shit. That was some shit. I think you're oh clipping the mic. You're, you got oh too excited God, about so that. But uh, the, some of the craziest shit the internet has ever shown any of. Yeah, us. but like I didn't want to see that, and it was forced on me by a friend saying, "Look at this," right? And so people don't always people don't want to have that image yeah. forced on them. Agreed. Agreed. So not and, that they disagree with it necessarily. No. Even. And. And I used to be more confrontational before, you know, I realized like, well, we're all on different, we're all, we're all chartering different paths and we're not, it's just it's the, the shit with, I unfollow people all the time because they post horrible animal things and I'm just not there. I, I don't need it. Nobody really wants, it's this, it's exactly what you're saying. Shouldn't be forced on anybody. But he started saying this and I had to say like, I am agreeing with you. Quit making your point now, please. And, um, and he's like, okay, fine. You know, and then it's like, I'm going home. You know, fine. Good. Please do that. Um, but uh, I love him so much. <laughs> but uh, his point too was if you force an opinion, you're not presenting it in a way that anybody hears. And this is a huge problem in America. I kind of just can't even, oh my God, I got the most beautiful download though the other day. Um, it was during my brother lecturing about, um, you know, like he's no. He's so you not, got to download while your brother was lecturing you, and I'm guessing yeah. that it may be the blueprints for a guillotine. He, ah, it it wasn't. Got. He wasn't lecturing me, but he was talking about like people needing to be in shape. And this is a guy who will eat like a whole pizza and a whole pint of ice cream, but he goes to the gym every day. So he's built like a bouncer. Like he's very strong, but he's also got a lot of fat on him. And he's like the first one to say it, like, I know I got to lose weight. I know I got to lose weight. But he's, he's lecturing because he wants my mom to be healthier right now while she's going through a cancer treatment. And, um, and this is not, again, this is not how she will be healthy. You will not teach her to be healthy by lecturing at her constantly about her weight. Um, I've already been helping her sneak milk duds in here. The woman has cancer. And I'm like, you're smuggling the milk duds in. 
Yeah. I'm, well, I'm, I'm not totally, but I'm, I'm assisting and I'm hiding. I'm aiding and abetting. Um, but also it's like, we're all coping in our, be- I'm fucking drunk all the time. So, well, I should, I'm exaggerating. I'm not, but I'm, I'm the only one who's getting drunk and I have to get alone drunk because neither of them really drink. I can't get my brother drunk a couple times if I make like the fruitiest, girliest drink and sneak all the liquor in there and hide it with sugar, which I will probably do to him tonight because we need a big reset and I think we got to get crunk together by the pool. Um, but so uh, he's talking about obesity in America and he's like, corn syrup, blah, 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 obesity in America. And, um, and he's counting himself in there and he's like, things are, <laughs> he goes, he's like, they make everything too damn delicious and addictive. And he sounds like a crazy old man. And I got a great download and I was like, it's fear. Americans are terrified. They eat their feelings. Obesity is not because of our corn syrup. I mean, the corn syrup is terrible and nobody should be eating that corn is not meant to be consumed in that way. Um, but people need their guns and they need their comfort food because they're, they're scared. And America is very, we are very oppressive to each other here. Look at, we've talked about this so many times, straight men in this country and like, you know, they get their asses beat for emoting, you know, you're not supposed to, everything is gay. Nothing can just be a human experience. And drinks you know? are girly. Oh, uh, <laughs> you're right. I did. I gave a gender to a cocktail. That's fucked when, up. When you're you yell, right. Just, just back up a little bit when you're I'm yelling. I'm so sorry. You're going to fix this later, right? <laughs> I don't know if I can. Uh, <laughs> so sorry. Sorry. But no, I get what you mean. We all do it. See, that's the thing. We all do it, right? Yep. Like Girl crush. I don't like that either. Just have a crush. I mean, I do, I do the exact same thing and sometimes I don't even realize it, right? Mm-hmm. The expectation of perfection that we God hold other yep. that we hold others to that we don't hold ourselves to is yeah. you know it's one of the biggest critiques of like the left right yeah is the expectation of perfection and i mean it's i mean i don't know i think through the the question becomes like how do you become more thoughtful and how can you become better at it and i think through through thoughtfulness practiced through meditation is probably one of the best ways to do it. Agreed. Like and admit when, when you're wrong. Can, and we can what? just stop and like, when we can the- stop and examine something and, mm-hmm. and journey through a meditation or through a spiritual healer. Big time. Um, also, we, can, we get some perspective on this stuff. The, so much this episode, I feel we've really touched on this, but like, or not just touched on, we've, hit, we've been hitting this nail on the head. You don't have to be right. And if you, I mean, everything, astrology, if you, if I went to a doctor and people were like, all your readings are fake or they're wrong and you have schizophrenia and the shit you're seeing isn't real, I'd be like, fuck me. Wow. You know, I would be open to this being a thing. I am open to all of it being, well, so we're in our Uranus opposition still. So we are like big time. If anybody's listening to this and, and like, wait till you go through Uranus opposition, because that's when you you question everything and it's refreshing. And I wish that this had come sooner, but there's a reason it doesn't come till you're halfway through your life because having it all be presented as a facade, like nothing is what you see. And you could be wrong about everything. If you can just prepare yourself to be fucking wrong about everything, it's way easier to get by. It's so much easier, you know? I feel like this uh, Uranus opposition thing, because we've gone back and forth so many times where you're like, oh my God, your Uranus opposition ended. Oh no, wait, hold on. No, No, it's not. No, right, I did it. 
I made a whole chart, didn't I send it to you? I have exactly when it's going to end for both of us written down. I have a whole fucking graph. I will send it to I'm you. I'm not sure I you thought sent I already it to sent me. it to you. But I almost feel like I'm getting like, I know, interrogated. I know. I didn't a, know how to read it. Well, I'm getting my head pushed into a, I'm putting my head pushed into a toilet and then wrecked out and I'm like breathing and like, okay, uh-huh. it's over, it's over. And then it's like, it no, it's not. It retrogrades. Ours is really long. Ours is staying within, because we're both within uh, several degrees of it. Um, and right now it's like locked into our degrees and it keeps going back and forth, back and forth. So it's not progressing. It's not just getting the fuck out. It just keeps going. It's like bouncing back and forth, like racquetball in our, in our planets. So it'll like go back into Aries for a minute and it comes right back into Taurus. Well, I'm lo- I look at it as like the tower card. It's like, it's how you interpret it. And you know, what does this, mm-hmm. what does this mean? Like, you know, or the death card, it, that doesn't mean that you're screwed. Um, yeah. I've actually been, I'm, I've actually been trying to embrace the enjoyment factor of this whole period. And me too. Um, you know, which isn't always easy, but um it's like that person I read though. She's loving it. She doesn't want to go back to work. She loves her nature walks. And I was like, wait a minute. I love nature walks. And I just got the new strokes album. And that's what I well, actually I listened to the new Fiona Apple album, which made me kind of want to murder suicide a bunch of people. It was really hard. That that album is heavy, um, beautiful, heavy. Um, but that's the thing, like go do the nature walk stuff. Like we, all of it, there's so much good stuff we can be doing at the same time. The, the thing that just hit me, cause I've really, I have been thriving in all of this. I've been kicking ass on all my projects and writing and really feeling good about things. And now I just miss my friends so much. I see so many people. I love hurting and I'm just like, I'm in fucking Florida. How I wake up and I'm like, I'm in what the, how did I end up in Florida? Like I worked so hard to get out of Florida so long ago and now I willingly drove across the country to be in Florida. I'm just getting mind fucked left and right by all the things. There are beautiful, wonderful things you can do. And also your level of productivity doesn't have to match anybody's. You know, I keep reading people and there are people I read and they feel bad because they're not doing as much stuff. And a couple people, just a handful now, their guides are like, tell them to sit in the bath all day, get drunk, and then binge TV. Tell them all they have to do is survive this. That's all they have to do is just survive this. And I'm like, oh my God, your assignment is so easy. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, do whatever makes you feel good and enjoy it. I mean, you keep telling gonna... people that, everybody's gonna be getting readings from you. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you permission. Yeah, I'll tell <laughs> I you. I will the... tell you what you need to know, but yeah. Yeah, I... um. Yeah. I, I don't know. I like, for me, my idea of being productive and what I was supposed to be doing for so many years was based on the structure of um, me buying into what society was saying as being a good, being a good uh, worker bee for capitalism, even if it was in the entertainment wing of that. Right. Yeah. And, um, and it's tough to like, sh- you know, shake them shackles free uh, yep. you know, and like build your own system and create your own, you'd be the own arch, be your own architect of the design of, of, of what success means in your own life. And yeah. I mean, I think that's a good thing for me. Like I I'll do that every once in a while, or I've done it in the past where I like, I write down like, what does being successful and productive mean to me? And in regards to what I truly want in my life. Yeah. And it's a good, it's a good exercise to, I, I should probably do it again. Uh, I'll do it again, probably here in the next 24 hours, just because I need to remind myself of these things constantly. But, um, 
and you know thank god there was a full moon a couple of days ago i mean i look forward to this stuff in a way that's like different than the past because because of of my tantra program and all this other stuff so i'm like <laughs> you know why you look forward to the moon <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time i don't even but at the same time i still you know i don't need it in the way that i used to mm -hmm. uh which is you know you know baby steps of course but um but yeah i think we're i think we're wrapped on this one yeah i did one i while we were talking about i forgot i made a note um i watched celebrity ghost story as i already mentioned season three episode 12 i have so many people who reach out about like demons and shit like that shaka khan is in one of these episodes she is so amazing um i'm pretty sure she has the same sun and moon as liz fair and then the same Venus as Kim. I forget. Anyway, Shaka Khan is traumatized by some subhuman demon shit. And so she's self-medicating. And, you know, it's when she's touring and when she's really big. She called it a shadow person. It was so good. But there are so many people who think they need, like, a great big fix. And as anybody who's listened to this forever knows, like, we talk about being people conning you psychics don't need to clean your aura or heal ancestral curses and shit like that but this shaka khan episode season three episode 12 it's so beautiful i don't want to spoil it for you but it is super scary what she's going through and then the anecdote is something anybody can do it was so good so there's a free psychic rating for you I don't know why I said it was. There, you got something for free. I hope you're happy. <laughs> oh, and I decided the witch, the secret witch club, because so many people reached out wanted to do it. I'm just going to do it for our patrons. So if you are a $2 patron, you're going to get it in there. I'm just going to start posting things in there where you can just read them. Oh, and I cool. think you can, right? They can get an email or something when we post. Is that how it works? They get a notification if they've signed up for it. Oh, they good. just go back well, and check the site. And, you know, every once in a while, once a week, just go back and check the site, see what's new. Perfect. Because there are a lot of weird downloads I want to share with our Facebook group, but then I have family in there and I'm like, I don't need them to, you know, you know, we kept your mom out, you know, we need, we should have kept my mom out too. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm wait, just wait, wait, let's not say that we kept my mom out. Like we didn't keep my mom out. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. In this secret group? I don't know what you're talking about. But is your mom in there too? Oh, your mom's on our page, right? Right, right, isn't she? Yeah, I think she is. <laughs> I think so. Okay, so um, hi, I also mom. just realized she's a patron, so I'm sure your mom is going to be easier to deal yeah, with. I don't. Me. I like. I'm, <laughs> I'm a little. I'm a little confused. Like, I don't know. What, I'm not trying to keep my mom out of anything. What the fuck are you no, talking? About? No. Um, so, hi, mom. We love you. Um, we do. So, yeah, I think that's going to do it. Good so, stuff. She, she made done, a Ryan singer. We she made a Ryan singer. Fans of her work. Oh, um, I got a cute cat. This cat, I swear, Ryan, he's rubbing all over this fucking bench trying to get me to – he's trying to entice me, and it's working. I'm very distracted and ready to Okay, well, cats. luckily yeah, we're wrap wrapping it up. it up. So don't remember, <laughs> this is where the magic happens.com at lovelable at rising at where magic happens we're on twitter at magic moment um there's the facebook stuff there's obviously in the patreon uh jump over on the patreon, the patreon. for two dollars there's uh there's a few different tiers over there you can go see it everybody who's a patron is getting video of the interviews at mm -hmm. least while we're still quarantined a postcard and I think that, even after the quarantine is over, I haven't even yeah. talked to you about this yet. <gasps> um, I am not going to, I think we should continue 
the uh, due to my living situation and mm-hmm. some of the details that are involved with that and the, the people who live here with me, I mm-hmm. am going to be continuing online only interviews for all my podcasting. Oh, I think that's smart. I don't see the, so, the point um, and anybody getting close. But to I think other. after, but I think after quarantine is over, whenever that is, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the video will be only for certain levels. Well, you don't have to worry about that who right now, knows? but in the meantime, in the meantime, if you want to watch this conversation, mm-hmm. um, you can, uh, you can, if you're a patron, you can, you can check it out. So thank you very much to everybody who's been a patron, especially during these times when, uh, there's income insecurity and, uh, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So, so, uh, hopefully you're doing well out there. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. Um, I was supposed to have the winner. I haven't written all down on the tiny pieces of paper. I haven't finished them yet and I need it to be very fair for uh, the drawing. So I'm just going to pull two next week. I'm going to pull two people who win psychic readings. So if you haven't yet, <laughs> I feel like I've been saying this, but we're going to get two for one next week. Um, if you haven't yet, send us a screenshot of your written five-star review, wherever you listen. If you can't, if you, do, if you have Spotify, go to our Facebook page, write it there. I don't know. You'll figure out a place to say nice things about us and then send it to us and win a free psychic reading. And I'll tell you to stay in the bathtub all drunk, whatever. No big deal. And binge the wire on HBO. Binge now. the wire. Oh yes. my God. It's so dark. Um, okay. Well, just don't, just don't <laughs> forget. Needs. This shit is real.